This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome, welcome. You're here live today with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. We're here for you. We're here for your pets. We're here to answer any questions you might have. And we are obviously hearing a lot about COVID, so don't be shy. And um, if you want to get a hold of us, very easy to do. The good old-fashioned way, pick up the phone, 877-385-8882. Once again, 877-385-8882. Or better yet, you can go online to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Shows, scroll down to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and there will be a link left to you by Mark, our producer. Click on the link and you can join us here live. And uh, today we have a very special guest. I sometimes like to bring on guests, and uh, this one is uh, just a terrific guy. And for those of you who, who I'm sure know, you know, we have to go back many years when I was in vet school and I was the obnoxious hotshot. And I had a mentor who, who said to me, she was Dr. Barb Kitchell, phenomenal, smart, smart, smart. I mean, this gal, she's double boarded in internal medicine and oncology. And then for just fun, she then went to Stanford for a PhD in comparative oncology. So we're, we're talking brains here. And she said to me, Jeff, don't forget. Yeah, you know your stuff. You're good. But let me tell you something. Every five years, half of what was known as gospel is obsolete. So what does that mean? She says, don't think you know it all, because in five years from now, you're not going to know anything. So what it means is we need to stay on top of things. We need to read our journals. And most importantly, one of my favorite ways to get CE is to go to conferences. And one of my favorite conferences, now remember, I'm here in the West, I'm in California, and I kind of grew up as a young veterinarian at the Western Veterinary Conference. And then I started giving a lecture at the NAVC. This is formerly the Eastern States Veterinary Conference, North American Veterinary Conference. It is continuing to grow. And I said, oh my God, this is a conference. Now, I mean, nothing about any other. I still go to the others, many of them. But man, this one was the best. And now it's VMX. And um, first of all, it's huge. It's magnificent. It's in Orlando. Nothing wrong with going to Orlando. It's a lot of fun. Uh, You can, you know, a lot of families come as well. But I will tell you, that I learn so much. There's, there are, I mean, it, the problem is with these conferences, there are already, there are possibly too many sessions that you're sitting there and you see one you really want to go to, and then you see another one, you look at the time slot, oh my God, it's the same time slot, now what? So we, now that's covered as well. So we have our guest here is Gene O'Neill. Gene uh, has been involved with NABC for many years, and he was just named the CEO, Chief Executive Officer Apparently, it was a no-brainer to have him step in and fill those shoes. And I just just to, to show what he's done already in, in the short period of time. So NABC was like many others, was a conference. It was an annual conference. It was great, uh, and it, it still is. But now, um, it's got, he has a media division that is the uh, industry's largest trade publisher, an online news station, a certification program, service groups supporting smaller veteran associations, and an online recruiting tool, and something they've just instituted, which I love, and that is a virtual, having a virtual conference. So when you have those two conflicting seminars, no problem anymore. So anyway, Gene, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here today. And so tell me, this is this must be fun for you. I mean, before you got into the veterinary world, I was curious because whenever these, you, know, you have these chief executive officers, you're a business guy. And it's so interesting to join or come into the crazy world of pets and vets. 
and trying to teach vets business and have them to adopt something that makes business sense is not very easy. Trust me, I know. How yeah. did you do it? So um, just a little bit about, uh, about my background. I'm a business guy, so accountant by trade. So just to let your viewers know, I'm not a, I'm not a veterinarian, although I have picked up a lot of the nuances of the veterinary industry. So I, I speak to some of the topics, but you know, if you want more in-depth scientific knowledge about it, we have the experts. You can go online and find that out. But uh, essentially, you know, I'm an accountant by trade. I was fortunate enough to, to step into a role of the CFO here at uh, NABC about seven years ago and really learned the industry. But it's not unlike other industries that I've been in. I did spend about 10 years with the uh, SeaWorld parks. So uh, animal lover, yes, my whole life I've been an animal lover. This one seemed to pique my interest and curiosity and uh, really is exciting for me because I get to see the passion on a daily basis from all of our community and how they really reach out to make uh, the lives of their pets uh, longer and healthier and a better quality of life. So it, it was an easy step for me to, to, uh, to take. It was uh, a good role for me to step into. So just looking forward to doing some pretty good things, better than what we've done in the past, and really a lot of opportunities to take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. Now, first of all, with the media, with the fact that we can, there's so much technology now. So, you know, let's talk for a minute about, because I know this is the hallmark of NABC is the VMX. And again, to watch it grow, I mean, I remember back in the days where we were at the Marriott Worldmark, right? And then it, we, we moved to, we split it and had to do half at the Marriott, half at the Gaylord. And that was kind of uncomfortable because, you know, who wanted to be at the older, smaller exhibit hall, right? And it was so hard to get from one to another. If you're looking at your sessions, oftentimes you would give up a session because you didn't want to get on that bus and travel a few minutes from the Marriott to the Gaylord or vice versa. Though the scene at the Marriott bar, I mean, that was still uh, unprecedented. I mean, the truth, truth be told here. Yeah. Um, but now we're at the actual convention center, which is just a monstrosity. So um, how have you seen this trend and what to, to what do you attribute it to? So you're right. It is overwhelming, especially for those that come for the first time. Just taking it back to when NABC started 35 years ago, it started as a roundtable of professors from the University of Florida just meeting once a week, and then they expanded and expanded. So you see where we've come in a really relatively short period of time. Uh, when I came on in 2013, the event, as you said, was split between the Marriott uh, World Center and the Gaylord. A little confusing at times for attendees, which session to go to, how to get there in time, when you have to take a bus, uh, different exhibitors and different exhibit halls. It wasn't really as smooth. Uh, an experience as we would have liked. That's why we, we, we made the big move uh, to one campus under one roof. But I can tell you that when you do get there, I was as overwhelmed to see it uh, for the first time we did it in, uh, a few years back when we opened it up at the convention center. It really is monstrous. And, you know, and, and we get a lot, of, uh, a lot of positive feedback about it, though. The, the attendees like the fact that they can stay under one roof and just walk the aisles and talk to their to, to their favorite exhibitors and attend all their sessions under one roof. You know, VMX is right now, you have the opportunity to attend over a thousand CE hours. So like, like you said, if you miss one, uh, chances are you can catch something similar or maybe a repeat of it later on in the week. We have over 750 exhibitors that you can, that you can visit. So it, it really is a great experience for those who have not seen it. 
Um, there are a lot of CE opportunities out there, a lot of conferences out there, but this by far and away, it's the world's largest continuing educational event in the world. So if you want to see something like that as an event, uh, you should see it. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with visiting Orlando in, in January. You know, no, first of all, and it is great. And, um, and you mentioned the exhibitors. And I have to tell you, as a practicing veterinarian, you learn a lot. We can learn a lot from exhibitors because exhibitors, whether it's a product, whether it's a service, whether you know, it's a new test, it's equipment, they know so much. And, you know, again, there's so much, it, it's almost, I wouldn't say impossible, but it's very difficult for a general practice veterinarian to really stay on top of things unless you attend these conferences. Yes, you can read your journals and you can get, you could stay on top of the science and the medicine, but there's a lot more to practice and just the practice management seminars and the design seminars. I mean, there's so many things that we can learn. And when I, when I go to these things, I, I come, I, I always come out rejuvenated. I mean, not admittedly, not that everything I have my list to say, okay, we're going to start this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Do I end up doing, doing right away? But at least I tried. And uh, you always come away with, you know, wonderful bits of information. And I think the exhibitors like it too. I mean, do you think it, it's a time of year? There are a lot of conferences going on and they got to go from one to another to another, but I don't hear many complaints about VMX. No, and, and one of the good things that we have the advantage of, uh, Jeff, is that we, we, we kick off the year for the whole veterinary in, industry. So, you know, budgets are fresh. The large companies that are showcasing new products or uh, new pharmaceuticals, this is where it all happens. So it's really the launch pad for all the new innovation. We even have a section set up for those new products that come out. So if you want to focus on what's new in the industry when it comes to a service, a product, or a pharmaceutical, then they can do that because it's isolated to that extent. So, so the, there's so many ways that you can keep up with the new innovation and technologies from the sessions, the hands-on workshops. And these aren't things that when you get home, you put on a shelf. These are things that you can start to implement right away. And that's what we take pride in the fact of, of having that, that almost you know, instantaneous use of the education that we provide. You go back and you can put it in practice, as you said, right away. I went by, at the VMX, I went by the virtual expo hall and I was floored. Let's talk about that. But just so everybody knows, you can actually be sitting on your computer as we are now, if you're joining us here live on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vest with Dr. Jeff, and you can actually be in the exhibit hall. You can go booth to booth. You can talk to people. Can, it is amazing. This guy who set it up was just, you know, I, I'm, I was so, so impressed. So can you tell us a bit about that VMX virtual? Sure. So this is, uh, and, I'm, and I like to say that we were, um, you know, very prescient when it came to uh, establishing this uh, new product about, about a year, a year and a half ago, we started down this path. That's sort of the next phase for conferences, for learning is going to be virtual. And I think what you're seeing now during this pandemic is it coming to fruition. You know, everyone is seeing that, yeah. The way we're going to communicate in the future is going to be a lot through online, online learning and virtual stuff. So BMX Virtual really replicates what we have at BMX for all the exhibitors where you can visit your, again, your favorite exhibitor, an exhibitor you want to learn more about with new products. You can click on on their new products. You can click on, uh, you know, uh, making an appointment to speak to one of their representatives. It's really like being there in person. So it, this is, I think, going to be a big boon for NAVC and for the industry when it, comes to, when it comes to rolling out new products and new services when you don't have to travel, if travel budgets are cut, uh, if you can't make it for any other reason, 
you can just log in and, and be there. So uh, I think this is really going to be the future for a lot of conferences to have this supplement what you currently have for in-person. I don't think the in-person aspect of it will ever go away. I think the socializing and the collaboration and, 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 and the networking is still vital, but this is just going to supplement it. And then when we start to add CE to it, where you can attend for uh, probably limited CE, you know, it just makes it that much more attractive. Right. So uh, we get back. I want to talk a bit more about um, now you mentioned uh, COVID, the tough times we're having and where we see virtual medicine, teleconferences, telehealth, uh, telemedicine, etc. So when we come back from our break, which we're going to take right now, don't go away. We're going to talk a little bit more about virtual veterinary medicine in a grand scale, including conferences. And also, I want to chat with you a little bit about One Health Act and Embrace and just talk about what, what uh, that's all about. So don't go away. When we come back in just a few minutes, we'll be here with uh, Gene O'Neill, CEO of NABC, and the guy who's behind this VMX, who is, is the largest and one of my favorite conferences on the planet. And ever since I started going, I think back in 1985 or 86, whatever it was, I, I was teaching a class in teaching veterinarians how to do media. So it was a media training class. We did script writing and teleprompter and interviewing an interviewer. And um, it was great. It was that we ran for a day before the actual conference started. It was extremely well attended. And a lot of media vets out there today are there because of us, which is a really good feeling. Anyway, don't go away. We'll be back after these short messages. When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots, a thin, dull coat. So I take the dog to the vet for the standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. No results. I hear your advertisement on the radio. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. So I get the five-pound box of Dynavite and the Lico Chops within a four-week total. Instead of a German Shedder, I have a German Shepherd. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite. And the results, they're just incredibly outstanding. And she loves it. When you rescue a dog, you have to do the right thing. You've got to feed them right for life. Do the Dynavite. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. 859 428 D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. <laughs> And welcome back here live with Dr. Gilbert and Gene O'Neill from NABC. So, you know, we're, before the commercial break, we were talking about just virtual medicine, virtual conferences, virtual. You know, I have a, a, a telemedicine company that I'm working with. And because of COVID, and you're right, Gene, that people are going to have a, even if once the, the, it's, the travel ban is lifted, I think people are going to still be nervous. And I think this is a great opportunity in general just to see your veterinarian on telemedicine, um, my air vet platform has been going nuts. And I, I know that the VMX is going to be way ahead of the game yeah, by virtuing, by this virtual conference, which you are offering. And I think it's a, it's a, a great thing. And I'm just, I'll be so curious to see how, how it's been accepted by veterinarians. 
So it, there's a lot more experts out there to talk about telemedicine than, than me and a lot you can read about it. But here's my, my thoughts, my, my opinions on it are, if anything, telemedicine has been highlighted during these past three or four months. So the need for it, I think, has really been accelerated. You know, you see some states that have relaxed the regulations on mm-hmm. how to use it or when to use it. So I think we're, we're starting to see a, a sea change in, in the use of it, similar to what you know, human medicine went through when they first started their telemedicine, telehealth uh, initiatives uh, way back when. I read something the other day where the telehealth uh, or telemedicine instances for the human side year to date have already surpassed 1 billion instances. Mm-hmm. But when you think about the magnitude and you think about the impact that that could have in the, in, in the, uh, in, in the pet industry, in the veterinary industry, you know, it's, it's remarkable what we could do. From the NAVC standpoint, you know, we've always been behind it since we started our Veterinary Innovation Council a couple of years ago to take up the topic of really advancing the telemedicine and advocating for uniform state regulations. So that's when we first started with it. But, but it was more to get some, some clarity around it, you know, understand it first, and then learn from the human telemedicine efforts and how can we translate that into the, the animal side. So we were behind it. And I think we'll see a lot more come from it. I think we'll learn from this and we'll be able to we'll be able to migrate some of the thinking that we have over the past three or four months into developing new programs for VMX on how to use it in your practice to uh, to, to the best uh, efficiency for your for, for your own use and to generate more business. So personally, I think it's there. I think it's time for it. It's just a matter of seeing how the states uh, regulate it and how they loosen their their grips on it. I know I have also, you know, one of the things we've been promoting, and I've done over 1,300 calls already, but one of the things that, that we're seeing is on curbside, a lot of hospitals are doing curbside, and you have a client sitting in the car, and they're so nervous, what's going on inside with my pet, right, while they're sitting twiddling their thumbs? Well, what we do is we have them log on to a platform, and then they are live, real action, they're on their phone, in their car, watching what's going on with Bowser inside the exam room with the doctor, they're talking to each other. And it's, you're there, you're just not there. Almost, almost like your VMX conferences, your, your teleconference, where they're going to be there. They're not physically there, but they're there. And in the few minutes we have left, I want to talk to you about this, the One Health Act and Embrace. What is that all about? And what is it, first of all? Okay, so uh, let's start with the Embrace. Uh, that's sort of our, our advocacy platform uh, where we try to get the pet owners involved with becoming an adv- advocates for certain topics that are out there being thought about in the in the governmental sector. So if you have an issue such as the One Health or the PAWS Act, the Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Members that that, that is still being debated, you're able to to log on, become an advocate and and contact your local representatives in support of these issues that we're bringing up. The One Health is the is the hot topic of the day. And we're trying to get more, generate more interest in this. You know, One Health is not a new concept. It's been around, but I think it's getting more recognition now. And it's really just uh, identifying that, you know, the health of humans is really closely related to the health of the animals. So NABC, you know, three things that we support for the One Health Act is really the communication, the coordination and collaboration between these different uh, segments of the government, the, the Department of Health and Human Services, uh, Department of Agriculture, CDC, getting them talking to one another and sharing communications on how they're addressing certain elements that are happening within the, uh, 
within the environment. You know, they can talk about the population explosion. You can talk about the migrating of uh, of the population. You know, the the uh, change in the climate. But you know, trying to get them all to talk together about one specific topic, and this is it. Trying to get them all to just get together and say, "Here's the approach we're going to take. Let's share information and let's say let's make this a priority for the pets." You know, for one thing, now with just COVID, you think of the similarities between a lot of our human diseases and veterinary diseases, like we have FIV, feline immunodeficiency virus, and HIV, human immunodeficiency virus. We always say that whoever gets, it's not like a competition, who's going to get to the vaccine or the, the treatment first. It's how, how do we work together? And if there is any time that we are seeing this kind of collaboration where veterinary industry, si- veterinary science, and human science are working together because it, it doesn't make a difference. It's not a you know, feather in the cap. It's, it's working together. Let's make it happen. Let's make it quickly. So this One Health Initiative, I think, is, is phenomenal. And like you said, there, it, there are way more applications than just medicine. Because yeah. you know, when we think about the impact of pets and people and how we sort of enjoy and thrive on each other, it's only natural that we should work together as much as we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, Jeff. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, first of all, Gene, I want to um, thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to you know, let us know about what you see plans for the future, not just of VMX and NABC, but just veterinary medicine? Uh, where do you see where, where are we going in the future? So I, I would say that, you know, the paths for veterinary medicine mirror what's going on in, in, on the human side. And we're taking advantage of all those advances. And again, if you want to find out more about uh, what we're doing and, and how we're advancing this, I'd encourage everyone to visit nabc.com. You can see all of our products and services. As we come out with new products and services, they're, they're right there on the website that you can, that you can learn about. But Jeff, one thing I, w- I do want to, if I have time, just to mention, Absolutely. Just to mention during this uh, COVID period, some of the things I'm really proud that the organization stepped up and, and took the leadership role in. And one of the things, the first thing we did was, you know, we know how much stress there is in the industry now, uh, regardless of COVID. But the one thing that we didn't want to have happen is we didn't want to have that stress exacerbated by the fact that the professionals need to get their CE and where are they going to get it? And if they've been furloughed, how are they going to pay for it? So we've extended free CE through our Betfolio platform for those individuals that want to take advantage of it during this period. So that's the first thing we did. The second thing we did is, as you know, we have this intensive hands-on workshop once a year here in Florida. And this year, unfortunately, we had to cancel it. But we had all of this PPE, personal protection, uh, protective equipment that we weren't going to just save till next year. So what we did is we, we donated to the Florida Department of Health to be used to, to have a better use for it this year than we could possibly have for it waiting a year from now. So that was, that was the second thing that we did. And then all the content that, we, that we've developed through our publications, through our Spark, uh, online Spark videos, through our web articles, and even social media. What our intent is, is to get as much factual information and practical guidance out there for the vet owners, for the clinic owners, to, to, to get them through this period of time without going through a lot of different websites or a lot of different areas to get their information. If they came to us, again, they can count on the fact that this is all factual, practical guidance that they can use. So during this period, we're looking to expand that. 
uh, going into the future. You know, and like you said, it's uh, everyone has a prediction on what it's going to look like post-COVID, but all those predictions are just one dot on the spectrum of all possibilities. No one knows what it's going to be. So it's going to be interesting to see. And, uh, you know, we're, we're also talking now about how the impact on VMX is going to be. You know, are 18,000 people going to be comfortable attending VMX? And if they do, how do we respect that six foot distancing uh, requirement? You know, so it's going to be it's going to be challenging for not only for us, but for a lot of other industries and businesses. You know, one thing I want to add also is that, you know, again, I have been so thoroughly impressed with VMX or NABC VMX over the years. And, you know, there's so much out there on the cutting edge. And I really would, you know, recommend and you can be bold, all our pet lovers and pet owners out there who see your veterinarian. Ask them, have you ever attended VMX? Have you ever attended NAVC? And if their answer is no, you need to say, you know something, you are missing out. Then I heard Dr. Jeff on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best Dr. Jeff say, this is one conference you do not want to miss. You know, a lot of veterinarians, they want to go to their local conferences and they get, and they get their CE. Getting CE, of course, it's important. But to share and this experience is just something that you, you can't, it's incomparable. You cannot compare this with anything. And if you really want to see and be proud and your vet to be proud of the profession they've chosen, this is the way you do it. You're engaging with other veterinarians. You are getting excited about, I get, I am reinvigorated every time I come back. And, um, and that's what it takes to, to love this as much as I do to make sure your veterinarians don't burn out. They get updated knowledge. They get experiences. They get to talk and meet with colleagues, meet with people, other vets that they're impressed with that they've never met before. It is a win, win, win. So I would highly recommend be bold. Ask your vet, have you ever attended VMX? And if they say no, make sure they go. They will not regret it. Anyway, thanks for joining us here on uh, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. I want to thank Gene O'Neill, our guest, uh, CEO of NABC. And I tell you, Gene, you're gonna, you're, I know you're going to do a great job. And, and more importantly, you are working with one heck of, a, of, a, of an organization at NABC. And uh, just keep it up. I think um, who knows what the future is going to bring, but I can only guarantee that that VMX will be at the forefront of it. So um, uh, keep it up. And uh, thank you all for joining me. If you have any questions about anything, um, and since we really wanted this hour to be all about veterinary medicine, you can always reach me at Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com. You can follow me on Instagram, on Facebook, you name it, I'm there. And um, if you have any topics you'd like me to discuss, you can also learn a lot. Just go onto my AMAs and my Tuesday's tips, and um, hopefully you'll learn a little something from me. That would be a joy on my part. So we'll uh, be here next week, same bat time, same bat channel, here at 9 a.m. in the West, noon at the East, and anything in between here on Pet Life Radio's Aspects, Dr. Jeff, and have a great week, everybody. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.